0: the station with the best me, best me, best me, best me, best music best music i love the, I music. Love the music best music h g b unparalleled
1: <laughs> coffee house is on the air good evening everyone we're going to try this again we had some technical issues there with the equipment on tuesday i believe we have it fixed but if i do go off the air stick with us should be back it might be just a case of a, a reboot of the system so we're going to get in touch with david gogo who was gracious enough to say that he would join us again tonight and this is a special edition of Carlos coffee house You can hook up with us on hgbroadcasting.com and also uh, hook up with us on our HGB Canada Interactive Facebook group. Just put that in the search bar in your Facebook and uh, find us that way. Join up in the group and we'll be able to let you know at a moment's notice uh, what's been happening. Also, you'll see some changes on our webpage and uh, you can actually get through to us uh, via Messenger on there very quickly. So that's all really good news. Now, I'm going to play a song by David, and then we're going to give him a call. So this is his song, Thanks for the Distraction. And uh, one thing about David, I'll let you know, that uh, he's been in the business for 35-odd years or more. Uh, He started at a young age, and uh, he's got a lot of experience. And uh, he was saying the other night that he feels like he's really grown Uh, on this album uh, called uh, Seventeen Vultures, I believe, or is it Seven Vultures? Yeah, Seventeen Vultures, and he feels like he's grown a lot as a songwriter, so we're going to talk to him about some of those things tonight. And here is his track, Thanks for the Distraction. David Gogo with thanks for the distraction off of his album, 17 Vultures. And we have David on the phone with us tonight, and he's staying high and dry over there in Nanaimo, B.C., while the rest of the country seems to be getting plummeted with some white stuff. How you doing, David?
2: I'm just finer than frog's here. I'm out here at the lovely Crow and Gate pub, just, um, just a little south and a little um, east of Nanaimo. And having a little pint of Guinness, a little bit of uh, Jameson, and, um, yeah, getting ready to hit the road tomorrow.
1: Where are you playing tomorrow, David?
2: I, the very funkily named Soyuz, British Columbia. Osoyoos. And then uh, up to Penticton. So it's at the interior of B.C. And I've, I've only ever played Soyuz once before as a solo show, but this, um, this time we'll be with the band playing the new songs, and I'm just so revved up right now. We played last weekend here on uh, Vancouver Island, and I've got a couple, um, well, i got one new musician and another musician back playing with me, and the new songs are just so fun to play, it's, it's a real gas.
1: Well, you just got off of tour, didn't you? You, you were out in uh, uh, the eastern part, you were in uh, parts of Ontario and whatnot this just uh, past month, is that correct?
2: in the last three weeks i did uh, 10 days out in ontario both playing solo shows band shows and doing press and then i quickly whipped over to holland for a couple days and played a festival date and a club date and uh, then right back here to vancouver island so it's been rather cuckoo <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a new album name for you you can put the cuckoo bird on instead of the vulture Seventeen cuckoos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit uh, Tuesday night uh, before uh, I had some technical issues there with the with the studio, and um, we was talking about your songwriting on this album. You feel like as a songwriter that you've grown a lot. You've taken some time with the songs, doing more edits and and contemplating more. Um, how has that changed for you? Like, um, how has the satisfaction level changed by? Um, not hurrying through um, songs to get them out there, but actually having the time to edit and think about them?
2: Well, I think that I'm more confident as a songwriter, number one. Number two, um, you know, I'm a little more patient these days with myself. And, you know, I want to make sure that things are are more refined, better. And it was interesting, just um, yesterday and today, there was a real validation in that thought. I was on Spotify and checked out the... um, The the new white album reissue from the Beatles and there's there's like got to be 40 demos and and, you know the the process that those guys went through with these songs you know starting with certain tempos and then changing the tempos and adding harmonies it really kind of like I could relate finally so it's nice that you know I've always been a guitar player and a singer but I didn't get into songwriting until maybe my early 20s and it was like something that I just kind of felt was necessary but now it's something i feel that i really enjoy and in fact for these shows i'm playing this weekend i was writing up the set list to to send to the band and i realized that most of the songs were songs that i had written or possibly co-written i haven't you know done a whole lot of co-writing lately in the last few years but you know the fact that it it was that wasn't a conscious choice i didn't want to say i'm not going to play the songs that i wrote it was just these are the songs i like to play and these are the songs that seem to go over well with the audience so it's pretty cool
1: what songs do you find seems to resonate most with the audiences that uh, you've written, especially off of uh, this one here?
2: Well, the new album's a little early to tell, but um, there's one song called Shake My Head, which the reviews that we've been getting so far and, and just personal messages I've been getting from people, they feel it's probably the best song I've ever written. Um, but then if you're just, you know, if, if you're at the gig, especially if we're playing a club gig where people, might want to get up and boogie, there's there's a bunch. We need either- a We did, um, there's a song called Thanks for the Distraction. That's the early, the first cut. That's really fun to play live. And in fact, in my Western band right now, I have um, a female bass player. She's not only a great bass player, but when she she starts singing those harmonies, it feels so good. It actually makes my big toe shoot up in my boot. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there's a bunch of new ones. Too Good to Be True. Um, We did a cover of Doug and the Slugs, um, Tomcat Prowl." People really really identify with that and that's that's kind of funny you know i'm doing a kind of a canadian classic rock song but it's 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 actually a greasy blue song
1: they're great songs and I, I love is that a dobro or a slide that you're using in some of those tunes such as uh sulfite boogie and yo-yo blues
2: you know what usually it is i've got a 1930 national guitar that when i do my acoustic shows that's what i play with it. Yo-Yo Blues is actually a 12-string acoustic guitar that's tuned to an open tuning and I'm playing slide guitar on that only because it's a cover of a a guy named Barbecue Bob who was making records in the 20s and the 30s and he played a 12-string. And Sulfide Boogie, that's my buddy Tony D on electric and I'm actually playing electric on that but we're both playing slide.
1: Well, those are cool tunes. When I heard them, I got excited because I come from that generation that really likes that Delta Blues, you know, and... uh, I said, oh, I said, I've got to play those and uh, play them again and again. They're really cool well, tunes.
2: Yeah, well, thanks, because, you know, like, like in the past, <coughs> I, I, I've separated my acoustic act from my electric act. And I, I'm noticing now as we're starting to get reviews on the new album, people are really digging the fact that, yeah, we're rocking out on a certain amount of songs, but then we we, we kind of go back to, elect, or, sorry, to acoustic. And Yo Yo Blues is a little out of my out of my wheelhouse but I managed to pull it off and uh, I have to thank my buddy Dan Livingston for recommending that I cover that tune because you know it's an old tune from the 20s you know but it feels good
1: yeah it's a great it, you, you did a wonderful job on it I really enjoyed it now if, thank you if you're going to um, be touring again in the near future um, first of all, we need to get you a jet plane because we're going to be probably having these crazy storms from now on in. <laughs> <laughs> so any listeners out there that has a jet plane that they want to lend David, you know, take them around to Holland and all these places. Now, are you going to be playing some festivals this summer as well?
2: Yes, it's crazy. You know, in the old days, we used to start booking the festivals in January, uh, for the next summer, but I've already... I already have like three or four festivals booked for next summer and um, they've been booked for a while so it seems that things just start earlier and earlier in, in, um, in the business a lot of people don't want you to um, announce the shows too early but if people join my Facebook page which I'd highly recommend not my personal page I won't, I won't friend you but um, but I've got a music page and if you enjoy um, photographs of um, vintage guitars, quality footwear and prime cuts of meat this is the page for you <laughs> And, and I and I run all my social media myself. So if you join me on Twitter or Instagram, you'll find out what's happening as soon as we're allowed to announce. But yeah, we've already booked some festivals. Um, we've got some some of the east. We've got one one at least on the east coast, which I'm happy to get back there. I know we got some shows in Quebec coming up and Ontario. So yeah, fingers crossed. We'll have a, a, a full calendar.
1: And you're going to be traveling with your the band that you're playing with in British Columbia too. Are you?
2: What I do is I have one band here in Vancouver Island, another band in Ottawa, then a band in Holland, and then I do my solo shows as well. And that's just the the only way I can have have it to make sense for me. You know, um, as long as I can give everybody enough warning, I'll say, okay, I'm going to be spending these two weeks in July out in Ontario. you guys ready to rock? Yep. And then back here. So I, I just kind of, I'm a little jet setter just on my own.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to to lug a full band just because of the cost and the and the distance that you have to go and uh everybody's schedules too, I suppose, would come into play with that as well.
2: Yeah, it's a huge country and um it it's it's difficult to you know to keep one unit together. So I kind of I kind of break it up.
1: Now can you say you have played every province and territory in Canada at this point? Uh
2: no. Um I played the former I played up in um, Dawson City, Yukon one time, but I haven't really played the northern parts. And I haven't played Newfoundland, but I think I've played everywhere else.
1: Wow, you haven't got to Newfoundland yet.
2: No, they're afraid they're going to drink all their booze.
1: <laughs> well, maybe if they screech you in, you won't, you know, you'll be a little bit too flat on your butt to be able to uh, drink all their booze. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get there. I'd love to get there, but so so far I have not. So, But... Hopefully, hopefully, that'll change soon. Like I said, I'm going to be playing a festival. I know, I, I think it's in New Brunswick. I have to look at my book. But um, any time I've been to the East, it's been fantastic. But it's, it's it's kind of difficult to break in there, especially being a, a buy from the West. It's um, they, very insular out there. And um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, they'll accept me one day.
1: Oh, I think so. There, there's a big blues, uh, blues rock kind of feel in Atlantic Canada. There's still a lot of fans in that region. It's just a matter of, you know, this is why I do the show that I do and hoping to get the word out and people to hear the music and they'll go, hey, like, why isn't he over here? So uh, my right. roots, of course, are um, out of Fredericton, New Brunswick, so I, I know a lot of the musicians in the area and whatnot, so we'll, ju- we'll just put some bugs in their ears so that they can network with you. What is How do you get to your Facebook page? You mentioned that a few minutes ago. Is, uh, is it just David Gogo on the Facebook I can't remember
2: if it's David Gogol or David Google Band, but but if, if you're on Facebook, then, then go to pages, I think it's the thing, and um, I've got over 10,000 people that have, have liked it. It's just one of those things where you can't just like other people and they join your page, they have to like you, and I've got over 10,000, so that's that's encouraging. It's, it's a really neat thing because a lot of people kind of live vicariously as I'm traveling around. As I mentioned earlier, I, I do everything myself, so... You know, people go, oh, look at that, he's in Holland, and there he is hanging out eating some cheese, or, you know, there he is with a, with a nice guitar in Seattle, or, it, it, it's fun, because it keeps it keeps the people that like your music, your, kind of your fan base, it keeps them really in touch, and it makes them feel like they're, they're personally involved, which they are, and um, it also helps me, you know, because people will suggest places for me to play, or people will tell friends, hey, you know, I got some friends in... And the soyuz you know gogo's going to be there tomorrow so they'll 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 uh, copy them on that so it's, it's a lot of fun
1: it if you was going to do anything in your life we're just going to swing it over this way because as you were talking and all the places you've traveled and the people that you've met um do you got a favorite story about any characters that you met on the road
2: oh holy noodles <laughs> i, I I have played, you know, I I slept in Stevie Ray Vaughan's hotel room. Um, I um, played guitar with Bo Diddley. Um, you know, I've I've um, hung out in Johnny Winter's Winnebago. I got to write a book. Basically, I'll, I'll write a book and I'll, I'll give it to you, and then you can read it on the air.
1: Okay, that sounds good. I'll I'll take a week and do that. <laughs> Now, I know that uh, you, you get any uh, really cool stories of fans, you know, that might have caught your interest in, in an unusual way.
2: Fans? Um, well, it's, you know, there's been some people that have followed me for a long time, and I sure appreciate it. Um, I got one guy, Robert Dau, who lives just outside of Ottawa. He's been following me for, like, probably 25 years. And every time I show up, uh, and anywhere around Ottawa, he always has a big plastic bag, and and what the plastic bag has in it is any kind of Gila Fleur memorabilia he can bring. So he knows I'm a huge Gila Fleur fan, so he has Gee stuff, um, then maybe some blues magazines, and then he always has a, a little Mickey of cheap scotch for me, <laughs> and I can ca- I can count on him every show. <laughs> So if you're
1: listening, Robert, that's a shout-out to you right now. <laughs> make, make sure you fill those bags up again. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Now, you're, um, uh, if, if you had to do anything in your life, if, like, you know, somebody come along to you, like some magic fairy, and said, you know, David, you can't do music anymore, what, what would you choose to do? Uh, probably just have a dirt nap. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right?
2: Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> if I can't do music, nah, I'm not interested. Um, no, I don't I don't know. I mean, I've, 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 I've kind of, I, I enjoy the business. I mean, I always thought that as a sideline, it might be fun to be kind of a music journalist just because I, I enjoy the music scene and I enjoy the people that are in it and I've been involved a long time. And, you know, I have kind of a funny connection with a lot of people um in the business um whether it's via social media or just at festivals or whatever but you know this is what i do this is what i've always done and and, and um yeah if i couldn't play music anymore then, then, yeah,
1: probably stay in it some in some form one of, of, of the other i a lot of musicians say that it's it's like a calling more so than anything um that's exa- yeah. exactly why I'm doing radio. Like I, um, people said, why you do? Why don't you do it to you know self promote? I haven't promoted myself <laughs> since I started, <laughs> because I'm enjoying so many of the wonderful artists out there, known and unknown, and uh, yeah. I feel it's really important to uh, get get the music out there and get the personalities out there, because um, really the, the music is the person. It's all intertwined. The music's the personality, and vice versa, and all yeah. that comes into the songwriting. Now, um, you said how many albums do you have out so far? It's quite phenomenal. The new album, 17 Vultures, is my 15th album. My goodness. And you started at what age recording?
2: Um, Well, we actually put out a little independent cassette tape when I was probably 18, 19. But official releases, um, I think the first one came out when I was like 23 or something. And so I'm 49 now. Two of them are live albums, so that's kind of cheating a little bit. But the first live album in particular really got me going over in Europe, and it was just something I did independently. I I had done one record with EMI. Um, We didn't really see eye-to-eye on how things should be run, so I kind of bailed. I think it was fairly mutual. But um, just went back to my hometown and, and rolled tape a couple nights um, at a show and put it out and, and that's what got me over to Europe and, and really got me back on the scene so but yeah 15 official releases
1: Well, wow, that's that's very impressive so where is where is your hometown David?
2: In Nanaimo, British Columbia So you're living right in your hometown right now Yeah I'm on family property that we've been on since 1897 so it's very difficult to leave there's been times in my career where people try to convince me I should move to Toronto or Vancouver or whatever but why would i you know i live, I live in this beautiful place uh, we live on 160 acres with family and we've got a christmas tree farm and it's roots and i spend enough time traveling and i see enough airports and hotel rooms and everything else that when i get home home is very special to me and that's and that's why i've always done it
1: that's very that's very important is just to have that 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 base that uh, place to come home to for sure um absolutely now, David, is do you have other family members that are into music as well?
2: Yeah, I come from a very musical family, but it's strange. Not my immediate family, but a lot of cousins. My cousin Paul has been the keyboard player in Trooper for about 20 years. My cousin John has put out several albums. Um, my cousin Marie does musical theater and things like that around Toronto. My own son's playing some music. I, I just, I don't want to leave anyone out, but it, it's a really musical family, Um but we didn't really see each other a lot, you know, when we were younger. So it's kind of funny. It's just uh, kind of in the blood.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. Now, do you get people asking, can you play trooper tunes?
2: <laughs> I always make jokes about that. I'll say, you know, I've had the great opportunity in my career to open up to some good musical heroes. People like B.B. B. King, Otis Rush, uh, Albert Collins, Buddy Guy, Trooper. <laughs> <laughs> I love Trooper, and they're cool, you know. And they're a good band, yeah. yeah
1: they do, and they yeah. had, they had their yeah. own unique sound, and it was one of my favorite songs by Trooper to this day. And I didn't ever even heard of it, and I should have until about two years ago. I know about a year ago, a Newfoundlander actually requested it on one of my request shows on the air, and I said uh-huh. I've never heard that before, and I fell in love with it, and that was the Thin White Line.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I so said that very is. Good such a cool they're very song. They're good
2: musicians, they're, they're, they're really good musicians, you know, and um, nice fellas. Um, Ray McGuire came to one of my shows, oh, about a year or so ago, I was playing in White Rock, BC, just outside of Vancouver, and he lives out there, he came down, so it was kind of cool that he did that.
1: So have you maybe get ever thought of doing a tour with Trooper, or have you already?
2: Well, no, I think we have different audiences, you know, they're kind of a good time rock and roll band, and, I'm kind of a depressing blues guy.
1: <laughs> maybe bring you out first. <laughs>
2: well, I, I've sat in with them once or twice in the past, which is fun.
1: Well, there's um, there's definitely one thing about Canadian music, and I don't think a lot of our international listeners understand it. And there's um, uh, probably, probably 30 years ago, maybe now, um, our government... Um, at the advice of our our industry leaders in the music industry, uh, decided that we needed to protect Canadian music uh, because we were getting infiltrated so heavily by other influences outside of our own country. And uh, that brings uh, me back to the point of, uh, they call it maple, and that means that it's 100% Canadian content. Now, um, do you find that that's helpful for you as a musician or does it hold you back from exploring more so in in the music that you're creating?
2: I feel that music is universal. And I understand um, the concept of Canadian content and everything. But two things happen. Number one is the powers that be find sneaky ways to get around that. So if they have to play, say, 30% or 40% of Canadian content, they'll just keep playing the Guess Who and you Neil know, Young and all that stuff, you know, and, and, and kind of skirt their way around that. Um, I also feel you should be able to stand on your own two feet. Uh, but thirdly, I love things that are Canadian. You know, look at something like the Tragically Hip. But, you know, those guys, they're like Canada's band. Yeah. And, and you know, as much as, you know, and we talked just talked about Trooper, and, you know, there's a lot of great Canadian bands, but there's something about the hip. And I suppose it was a lot of Gord's lyrics and stuff, but, like, they truly... Are uniquely Canadian, and um, so I, I I can dig that, you know. But but it's, it's it's also difficult because a lot of like commercial radio and everything it, it it's no longer independent. It's no, there's no more um, local hits. There's no more local favorites. Like they're not even allowed to play. I've I've had radio stations across the country that will gladly have me in for in for an interview because they think I'm funny and interesting or something. But they they're not allowed to play my music because they're dictated their um, playlists from a, like some kind of consultant at a Salt Lake City or something. Yeah. You know? And so it's all Eddie Money and everything else. And and you know, like like fair fair play to have those guys, but it's difficult these days.
1: Yeah, and it's it always uh always uh kinda hurts my heart when I hear young people <coughs> excuse me, more so you'll hear the general public tell talented young people, you're gonna make it someday, you got talent. And really, mm-hmm. that's not wh- how it works. And uh, it's frustrating when you hear uh, adults telling uh, the younger generation that, um, because it sets their expectation to a place that they, if they just play their music and they're good enough, they're going to get, they're going to make it, whatever that make it might be. Yeah. And that's just not the case.
2: Yeah. So even though I'm an old guy, <laughs> like, we're trying to figure out between myself and my record company how to embrace other media, how to embrace... <laughs> Um, how to embrace streaming, how to embrace Spotify, how to um, embrace social media. Um, so, people, because people are looking for alternatives um, to commercial radio and, and, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, that works. But it can be
1: tough. Yeah, it is tough, because it feels like uh, right now the industry itself is in an influx. It's like we're, we're heading in one direction and leaving the, where we were, but we're not sure where we're at exactly.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Now, do you find that, that the cost of... Um, and I, like a lot of my shows that I do with the coffee house, you know, part of it is, you know, I, I want to know about the artist, but I also want us to leave a legacy for those who are listening that might be, uh, you know, struggling or, or, or in the music industry, at whatever level, and just trying to understand if somebody that's, that's you know, got it together, that's, that's had the touring life and met with some success can actually um, uh, understand... Uh, what the, what's going on in the industry and what they're struggling against. Do you have any advice for anybody that's starting out that might be thinking, ah, maybe I'll just give this up and go get my everyday job again or um, whatever?
2: Well, my friend Tom Wilson um, approached me, oh, it might have been a year or two years ago. You know, Black and the Rodeo Kings are playing out here and I was opening the show. And he kind of grabbed me backstage, David. You know, and he said you know, he said to me that he said, you're like me. He says, we're lifers. We have to do this. And we mentioned this earlier it's a calling. We have to do this. We have no choice. We can't do anything else. We have to do this. So apparently they've asked Tom to, to do some you know, some speaking at uh, music colleges and um, he said to people, unless you absolutely have to do this then you probably should. You should probably look at a different um, way to make a living, but if you do have to do this, he said, there's certain things I can tell you. And I think the biggest thing is, is is, you just have to work every day. I was really inspired when my son was first born. He's 19 now. When he was about a week old or two weeks old, I had to go over to Paris, France, for um, two weeks for a gig, which is not terrible, but it was <laughs> it was fabulous. But I went to a Picasso museum, and the Picasso museum was in, in Paris, and um, What I was really influenced by was that this guy, this artist, created every single day. Uh, He created not just the typical paintings you see at Picasso, but he created sculpture. He created wood sculpture. He created regular portrait work. He created, um, I, I think, some pottery stuff. Like, he was an artist. He worked every day. So I think you have to treat it as a real job. I mean, the average person puts in 40 to 50 hours a week, you know? So you can't just like sleep till noon and get up and dog it and you know like you, you got to work. Um, and these days, yeah, it's, it's just it's just much much more difficult. There's, the big record contract no longer exists, so you have to find a way to make it work for you. So yeah, if you're going to get injured, you better be committed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. That's what I think a lot of people are struggling with. I, I, a recent friend of mine uh, Colin Fowley he just came to Ontario um, for a tour and he's had a career in um, telecommunications for quite a few years and he just you know decided the time is now and he was going to give it a hundred percent and I admire him for taking, taking the uh, initiative to do so and away he went and came out on tour and hit Ontario. But I know that there's a lot of people that with expectations on their life, you know, family expectations, friends tell them, yeah, well, you know, you don't want to be doing that. But there is ways to to make money yeah, a living because you have to eat and you have to put a roof over your head. And it depends on, yeah. you know, what what kind of, uh, I guess, uh, lifestyle that, that you really want to have. I mean, if you want to have the really super nice house. It might not be the way to go, but then working at McDonald's might not be either. <laughs>
2: but then you can figure out different things. Like, like like I figured out finally the thing is, you know, I can't keep one band, I've got to have three bands. I, I I've developed my solo show. <clears throat> you know, probably fifty percent of what I do now is my solo show that's you know that's a lot of uh, bread and butter there. So yeah, you just gotta figure out what you you know, what you can do and what you can do to make it.
1: Exactly. It's it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's still very doable, and I'm. I'm very grateful for artists like yourself that don't mind talking about it and and letting people know what it's really like out there. Um, I know we hear stories. You know, you can hear them on the TV of people like the big name stars. You know, writing themselves a million dollar check, and then someday it happens. But uh, the average person that that's you know struggling along and trying to get things done. Um, we're looking for. Somebody on our in our vicinity that's, that's living yeah. the way that we are and can get some understanding from it. So yep. I want to thank you, David. I know you have got things to do, and uh, you promised me a half an hour. We've gone over a little bit. I am going to be playing the rest of your music for the last half hour of the show and uh, kind of letting people know how to get a hold of you, where to see you, where you're playing. And uh, I hope we can do this again someday. Well, great! Thank you very much. I Appreciate the support, and um, I'm glad you're doing what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well. You have a great night, and don't have too many wobbly bops there. And <laughs> yeah, I gotta get—I gotta catch the first ferry, so I better take it easy. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> Thanks again, David. You've been listening to uh, Carla's Coffee House with David Gogo from Nanaimo, BC. Thanks, David. Thank you very much. Bye now. I'm dying for a pee, so I better go. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. That was David Gogo. What a great guy! Uh, you got to go see him sometime. He's uh, he's quite a class act in the uh, Canadian scene of uh, his, his depressing blues music. He calls it. But we're gonna play you one. I don't think it's too depressing at all. It's called Sulfite Boogie. This is David Gogo. To pay that song he was talking about that is covered, it was from the 20s, is Yo Yo Blues. Yo Yo Blues, David Gogo, he brought that 20s version right up to date. That is, uh, I love that. I love that sound that he has on the album. It is called 17 Vultures. You can go to davidgogo.com and uh, sign up, subscribe to his newsletter. You can probably find where you can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and all that fun thing. You know, it's davidgogo.com. Now, we're going to play you some more David, but I thought I'd let you know, it is about uh, 10-2, getting close to 10-2, so we're almost time to close the show. And uh, up next, I want to let you know, the Beth Williams Songwriters Show is airing. So you want to stay tuned for that as well. Uh, We do have the Wolf's Den on here, and one of my buddies, Larry Steele, He's going to be on the Wolf's Den. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be this week, but we're definitely going to be hearing uh, from Larry with his new project in Nova Scotia. Uh, We have uh, the Atlantic Indie Show. We have Mike Harding when available. Mike doesn't do shows every week, but when he is available, we'll be uh, airing his show. We have the Forgotten 45s, the Gossiping Heifers, and you just never know what else. We are going to be expanding the coffee house into Sunday nights. Uh, the time, um, just check the HGB Canada interactive site, and I'll let you know what times that will be. Um, that uh, and we'll probably right after that we will do the request show. So that'll be two hours on Sunday night with your host Carla Benell. Next up, we're going to play you a song that uh, David mentioned. He said it was this Tomcat Prowl tune that seems to go well with his fans and those who come to his shows and hear him for the first time with this album. Here's Tomcat Prowl.
0: At the end of the day, pack it in and go to town when the sun goes down. Do the tomcat proud when the sun goes down. Well, I've been punching out o'clock since fifteen, and I've been living on a working wage. You could pay me, and i keep lifting. The end of the day pack it in and go to town when the sun goes down. We'll do the moon dog how when the sun goes down. We'll do the top cat. With the best best, 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 best music, best music. I, love the, I music. love the music. Best music. HGB. And
1: we're back. That was David Gogo's to- song, "Tomcat Prowl." I'm telling you, this guy's good. You got to get out and see him. He is worth it, and he's got quite the personality to go with it, folks. So, we're going to give you a couple of more... Uh, well, actually, probably probably will only have time for one more song. Um, I want to let you know how to get a hold of David so that you can find out where he's touring, uh, how to get his uh, merch, get his albums. You can go to davidgogo.com. You can sign up right there for his newsletter. Um, as far as getting a hold of HGB Canada, you can go to hgbroadcasting.com. I should have really changed that domain, shouldn't I? Well, we'll see what we can do. We won't do it right quick. And uh, you can get us many ways on that webpage. It'll tell you how to get a hold of us. And uh, we'll uh, definitely keep you up to date on our interactive page, which is HGB Canada Interactive on Facebook. Also, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at a little at sign hg broadcasting um i know a lot of you like to have requests done i try to get requests out as much as possible uh through the week but i'm not sitting at the station 24 7 there's i I can't do it but i do try my very best to get your requests on when you request them and uh definitely be tuning into our request show when that starts so make sure you're hooked up to us on facebook so that we know We're going to be running some contests, too. Uh, Try to get our listenership up again. I was off the air for a little while in the middle of a move, and you know what that's like when you're in an online radio station. You have no Wi-Fi. (laughs) No Wi-Fi, no radio. So next up, we're going to give you uh, the last song of the evening here, and then following that, you're going to hear one of the new shows that has come to HGB Canada. And that is Beth Williams' songwriting show. Uh, she will explain it all in her intro, but if you like songwriters, it, you're going to hear an influence that's not uh, typical of what you hear on HGB Canada. Her influence comes out of Oregon all the way down uh, the, to the south into Texas, so you'll want to catch that show. She's got some great artists on there. Here is David Gogo with from Buick. Thank you for tuning in to Carla's Coffeehouse. This Sunday, um, I'm not sure if we got anything going on in the coffee house. Check back to HG Broad, HGB Canada Interactive to see. I have to actually check myself, but I do know we'll be back next week with Kenny Blues Boss Wayne. You don't want to miss that if you like the blues. It's going to be a great interview, and that's going to be on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern. Here is David Gogo from Buick. Stay with us tonight as the Beth Williams Songwriting Show is up next. for tuning in.
0: Man She's here, please don't come near, just stay away